0: Have you ever been gaming or working online classes and your internet service constantly gets interrupted? First Nations Fiber is about to ensure that just won't happen again. Get ready for high speed at a new level. Click on FNFiber.com and sign up today. First Nations Fiber, empowering people through connectivity. Everybody, and welcome to the Beating Table with your hosts, Degano Stand Up, and myself, Leith Mukiwa, coming from the beautiful area of Ganawage on the shores of the mighty St. Lawrence. <laughs> so, Degano how are things? We have unfortunately missed July's July. episode. So this is episode number six, Yayak. Episode Yayak.
1: Yes, of season
0: two. Of season two. Wow,
1: that's
0: cool. Yeah. So there's a lot of things we have to talk about. A lot of questions that, thankfully, our listeners and our audience have posed for us. So yeah. So do you want to get into maybe just a run through of what's happened over the last month and a bit, or do you want to go straight into questions? It's really your Um, your it's um um, your choice. um, um, Um. Oh, I don't care. We can do a quick recap of how life is. Nah. Oh, my God. Busy, busy, busy. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> for that's goodbye. our lives, <laughs> creative busyness. I think I, I, I think really to sum it up in, in terms of like what happened since we were on the podcast is a lot of creative busyness mm-hmm. and really just ironing out the things that we need to do to survive financially yeah. and also <laughs> just I guess maybe mentally a little bit so um but yeah so we had the powwow The last time we mm. actually w- recorded was I think the week before the powwow yeah and so here we are a whole month later or no actually was it almost yeah pretty yeah, much. yeah yeah and so we had the powwow it seems like it was a blip and now it's gone it's I people know, it seems like there's a frenzy around it and then it
1: then it's all gone and then no, it's, it's gone. like end of summer so yeah. That's how it feels.
0: <laughs> it's Exactly. Crazy.
1: Yeah. And yeah, that's been pretty much it. Um, Nothing really new. Just I finished a lot of crap that
0: needed to be finished. Praise the Lord. And I know you were posting on uh, Insta- on your Instagram the items that you have.
1: Oh, God. That's like my collection of unfinished.
0: Some of them are really nice.
1: Pieces. Yeah.
0: And I don't know why you don't finish them. <sighs> I mean, I they're know. all really nice. I mean, I don't <laughs> want people to think like, oh, my God, she thinks that some of them are scrap. No, it's not that. It's just some are more your yeah. But but you can see, too, though, like when you I mean, I've seen some of those before at the shop. And Mm -hmm. then, of course, you don't bring them back around and I forget about everything. So but it's interesting to see like where you are or where you were at the time in terms of like even the colors and stuff like that, I guess.
1: I'm just uh, I noticed I was like, I, I don't know what my deal is. I just have not been able to really finish things. Some of those things, actually, all of those things are. I think only one or two of them are spoken for. Oh, no, sorry. There's a few. Yeah, there's more than two. But yeah, a lot of them had to be finished for. uh, They were gifts that were supposed to be gifted a long time ago (laughs) and things like that. But yeah, I'm just trying to get some of them done. I'm trying to do the craft fair in September. It's already August, so I already feel like I'm drowning Mm because I don't have, have one thing fully beat it. Mm -hmm. but not even completed so yeah so uh, i'm starting to feel the pressure plus i have um orders from another place that i have to fulfill this is the end of the order it it was like a a sequence kind of thing like a two-year um so i just have to finish that but it's still a lot and then i took on a new project yeah but i can't i don't know if i can talk about it yeah like um so but anyways i i have uh six items to make awesome so i have to do that Thankfully, there is no timeline on that, though.
0: Oh, good. Yeah.
1: So and they kind of they gave me it's it's pretty simple, actually. It, it, like I have something to follow. They're all the same and it's not too much. There's not really that much color on it. There's okay. literally like two colors. Or one color, I think I have to reread it. Anyways, I think there's only one color per item. Okay, so I can just stick with that, and it's the background that changes, like the coloring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm actually excited to do that one, just because it's different. Too, there's a lot more. I think flat work that's gonna have to be put onto it because it's an image that I have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So once I have, I think that's only gonna really end up starting only like in January <laughs> like, okay because uh, there's other things that I want to fulfill before uh before I start that project or whatever and try to get a lot of those things off my table like
0: oh, well, especially you know. before the crash fair yeah
1: yeah I have like a lot of smaller things like I'd like to do like almost like ornaments mm-hmm. sounds crazy but like we're already getting well good. yeah you have to it craft, is it's so. December
0: already I mean yeah basically so <laughs> I
1: like I'm starting a lot of those kind of things so at the craft fair that's what I'm hoping to have like a few few of those maybe moccasins like kid sizes and yeah. stuff like that and and um what's it called uh medallions so well, that's good everyone likes those yeah and I'm trying to give like a balance so I'm trying to do some in the new stuff that I'm doing with the tie-dye yeah. and some the old-fashioned because the tie-dye not may not be for everybody yeah which is fine um so I'm trying to give like some options too so hopefully I'll get that going so yeah that's kind of where I'm at in the beating life and you
0: oh my goodness i am i am knee deep i was gonna say something else but i was like no I'm <laughs> knee deep in getting ready for santa fe mm-hmm. and also and now i can officially say my move to oneida mm-hmm. for my uh, indigenous artist in residence at the university of western ontario lovely so i'm getting ready for that i mean well i'm prepping my mind for that transition mm-hmm. but really i'm just trying to finish a piece a day for santa fe hey that Watch Leaf finish a piece a day for Santa Fe on Instagram, (laughs) Leaf Makiwa. Yeah, that's my handle. Uh, Yeah, so that's what I'm doing. And I have tons of pieces that I've started. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say tons. That sounds like a lot. (laughs) Really, maybe about a good 15 pieces that I've started. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have finished three so far. I'll be done another one today, which is day four because today is August 4th. So I'm trying to get one a day in August done before I leave and I fly out on the 14th. So I should be that damn like disciplined.
1: (laughs) I need to do that. It's so
0: crazy because my brother always sends me, like when you talk about discipline, Mm -hmm. he always sends me these every morning, every day on Instagram. He sends me these videos. Shout out Lanho Goodleaf. Um, (laughs) And it's always these motivational things. And he's a runner and he likes to do that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And that's one of the ones he sent. I think it was Kobe Bryant talking about discipline or something. But yeah, so today I was like, yeah. And then I wrote back to him like, yeah, I'm in the shop right now. And it's like not even seven o'clock, you know, Yay! like getting in there You're and like trying
1: inspiring to. Inspiring me. Now I want to go home and beat. <laughs> I'm done.
0: Yeah. And I think that's kind of what my uh, my routine is. What I think really for Santa Fe is that's the kind of schedule I keep is where I'm like mm-hmm. almost manic and it's yeah. not in a good way, really. But that's how it shows itself. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so I'm trying to do that and I'm still trying to figure out if I want to do a big piece. There's a piece I already started. (laughs) And I'm adding it to the, like, it's crazy because some things I'm just starting brand new things, which is really stupid when you think about it. Like I have, I have 11 days and I'm going to start something new, Mm -hmm. but anyway, so I have this piece that I'm going to try to incorporate into something else and I got it all ready. I made the design, I prepped everything I needed to do. And when I went and I did a stupid thing, I went to go and start beating, and I didn't realize that half of the leather on one side is thicker than the Mm. other half and it's the, oh, wicked hard to go through that leather on the other side and it's it's hand high but I didn't realize when I was doing like I just like the color of the piece right so mm-hmm. this is like for people out there who are are using I, well in my case I'm doing non-commercial hide you still have to make sure that your needle can go through like even though it's done in a, a really good way usually mm-hmm. it's just thicker this piece and so now I'm kind of teetering on one I always usually take a photocopy of my design this time I didn't Oh no And I put it right onto the piece. So I thankfully yesterday, because last night I was like, what am I going to do? I said, let me just start doing this at midnight. Let me just start beading at midnight, Mm. this thing. And so that's when I figured that or figured out that the leather was too thick. So I only have like maybe five stems on there drawn. I mean, are already beaded. So I'm thinking maybe I can photocopy it now and then redo it on another piece. Mm -hmm. But I've already done all of the measurements and everything is set. And I'm just like, do I just keep going or do I do I concede and do it on another piece? Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at right now. So instead of doing that, I'm just going to finish the baby moccasins because, you know, I I love to procrastinate.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you're doing something else. You're being productive. Yeah. So
0: I have a pair of baby moccasins to do. I have a pin that actually is at the shop right now that I was doing this morning. I was going to finish today. So that'd be my finished piece. Baby moccasins and a finished pin will be today. So I'll get two pieces done, hopefully. And then tomorrow and the weekend, maybe really look at this other piece and see. And I really want to do a pair of moccasins, like a real adults pair, because that's Mm -hmm. what I really like to to do there. So I'm gonna try to fit that in and (laughs) outside like you know, all the other stuff and you know, just back to school shopping for the kids next week, maybe. And because I'm leaving for yeah, you gotta be I have to do that. I mean, when I found out that I got the position in April, I think it was April or May. I thought, oh yeah, you know, August isn't, s- I'll have lots of time to do, o- no, it just, it just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm just running on, running the gas tank empty, yeah. but uh, but in a good way. Like, I mean, in a in a way that I don't feel like miserable. I don't think I hope my husband doesn't think I'm miserable, mm-hmm. you know, and and I'm taking him to Santa Fe. So that'd be good. Like, you know, so mm-hmm. it'd be a chance for him to recuperate before he starts his work and everything. So that's like a busy time. But yeah, life is just keep on going. Keep on trucking. Yeah.
1: I'm not looking forward to that. Start back. I am not one of the parents that's like, yay, school. I love having my kids home. I would rather them be home all the time. Like kind of thing. I hate it. Like I hate going back to school and just... <laughs> I don't know. So I'm like, we got to start back and get all that crap going and routine. The routine is nice though. Sometimes Mm -hmm. like it's nice to get back into that, but yeah, we've been just kind of like freelance all summer, like they're teenagers now. Everyone just does their own thing and whatever. So
0: yeah. And you know, the back to school thing for me, for, for my one, for my 15 year old, I I, I feel kind of bad mm-hmm. because he's trained so hard this summer every day, like eight o'clock, seven o'clock, oh. six o'clock, depending on what six, yeah, so at six o'clock. And now they're back in the gym at seven on some days and on the water at eight the other day. So every day he trains, right? Mm-hmm. Twice a day. So I'm thinking like, man, I told him, I said next week. Yeah. You know, you can sleep in. Well, he can't because he's still got to train next week. Because even though his summer work is done, he has this weekend, this will be the first weekend he'll sleep in two days since he's last year since (laughs) since he finished school yeah and so i just feel like and he's like i'm tired but he goes and he's dedicated again it speaks to that dedication and commitment to what his goals are but i just feel like man like (laughs) i wish you could sleep more but whatever Um, i mean that's life right we can't always get what we want so yeah and he's going going with it yeah, so
1: all righty. So um we both have a book of questions. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start or do you want me to start?
0: I will start with my own question. Okay. Is oh actually, no, we already talked about that. Everything that I wanted to talk about, we already talked about. Mm-hmm. So one of the first questions that I took from our Instagram page is, and this is something that someone wrote in and they said, Can you kindly keep me anonymous? So this is mm-hmm. for you anonymous. Do you feel like your relationship to beadwork shifts when you begin to depend on it as a financial income?
1: Yes, sometimes. Um, <clears throat> there are times where it becomes a love-hate type of thing because it becomes a job and it's no longer like that creative outlet kind mm-hmm. of thing. Sometimes it's okay. Sometimes it's worse when there's restrictions on it.
0: And mm-hmm. but- That's, that's what, what I was wondering about when you, had, you said that this is the order I have and it's this thing. I want to see what it happens. Like I want to yeah. see. Because you're not used to having restrictions. You kind of make your...
1: I just do my... Well, no, I've been doing... That's why I oh, yeah. stopped taking orders because it was always on restrictions. Mm-hmm. That's why I stopped doing it because it's like it kills the whole um, creative... Low, do mm-hmm. everything um and then you don't like doing it anymore and i don't like feeling like that where i don't want to do it mm-hmm. you know so yes so when you do it full time you have to find a balance you definitely have to find a balance when it's your job mm-hmm. basically like yeah. for me that's why i have like multiple that's probably why i have like eight thousand pieces sitting on my table right now because i need that other outlet somewhere yeah. you need that one that's the, the drive the focus it's the pay But then I need something else on the side. It keeps you alive. Yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise it's stagnant. It's the same thing over and over. You get sick of the same colors. I know I'm not the only one, but I have this issue where I will work on a piece for so long that in the end, like I could have been so excited. And when all the colors get on it, I love it. And it's so great. And by the end, I'm like, I hate this. Yeah. Yeah, like Get it out of here now. Yeah. Because you've looked at it for, you know, however long. So, yeah, definitely it can change your relationship towards beating. But like I said, it's it's important to find that balance and to find, you know, that you need a break sometimes. So, yeah. And and I find you have to kind of make that clear with clients, too. And you also have to put that into your your own timeline mm-hmm. because if you have restrictions like if you have a timeline or a a date like a a deadline um you have to kind of keep in mind that okay well I can dilly dally for now like here mm-hmm. and there but at some point you can't anymore so you have to be able to push through and make those deadlines so you have to know how to manage your time too so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's my my answer for that one
0: I think for me I mean going to Santa Fe means putting myself out there on a larger market so yeah I'm financially beholden I guess not beholden I'm just that's in the back of my mind but really what Santa Fe gives me is the opportunity to create things that I just want to create myself and there's like it's nothing like an order at all I don't feel like I'm beholden to somebody and just and I think that's one of the reasons why I have so many things that I want to do is because I can I can do whatever I want and I don't have to worry about what somebody likes it or not if it's just something that I want to do and try and That's how I feel. Yes, I have in the past felt like, oh my God, like this order is killing me. Or this is like, I don't want to do this anymore. And, but I, I, I myself have the same thing where I have pieces on the side I do and, and I hopefully keep a good timeline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I've talked about before in the past, like maybe having a late order or something, but I mean, in that regard, it, it, it ended up all working out, but I think, yeah, you have to really, um, you have to kind of love what you do and, and not go into this new, I guess, I don't want to say financial endeavor, this entrepreneurial kind of endeavor, naively thinking that everything is going to stay the same because it's not when you're your own boss it's great but then you are responsible for everything most aspects mm-hmm. of of what it is that you, of your business of your income and all that kind of stuff and so you really have to maintain like you said that healthy balance and and really have a good support system and someone you can really like dish, dish to and say like this really sucks and mm-hmm. or you know i'm doing great and 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 also have somebody who will listen to your woes but will really mm-hmm. cheer you on
1: get you back going
0: and also we will be genuinely happy for you when you're having so much success because a lot of times people sometimes people don't aren't as receptive to that as they are to oh my life sucks you know yeah. and then they can feel yeah. your, like, you know <laughs> yeah. and that's just kind of I mean I hate to say that's how human nature is but that's really kind of how it is so mm-hmm. so I think it's just like you said having a balance maintaining a support system and just knowing what it is you're going into and not thinking that everything is going to be just as wonderful as it was when I was doing it in my house just for myself you yeah. know because it's it's not necessarily you got things and the,
1: the reality of it too is that like I was just talking about this yesterday with somebody else about how um a lot of times people don't see behind the scenes type mm-hmm. of thing. So it's like yes, I post a lot of things about what I'm doing and all of that, but you don't see behind the scenes where I've t- I've had to take two days break because I feel like I have a hunchback and my freaking I have like a claw for a hand now. <laughs> like because I'm sore, I'm tired, I've been sitting. I keep thinking of that um the new saying where sitting is the new smoking, and all I'm oh my doing God, is look sitting at me, on my I'm ass. Sitting, yeah. 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 So that's how I feel. And (laughs) even that now I feel like I have neglected another side of me, even though this is my creative outlet, I have stopped moving. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying now for me right now, I'm trying to find that, refine that balance again, where I'm putting some time in me to be healthy too because yeah sitting all day like bent over like in reality that's not Not healthy healthy at all so those are other things that you have to think of like when you have deadlines like sometimes that's what you're doing for a week straight and yeah and it sucks sometimes it really does suck you know so it's like you have to really like a lot of times i know when i went into it you think like oh it's gonna be great like exactly what you said like and to, a, yes, half of it is, but there's still the downsides mm-hmm. of it. You know, there, yeah. there's the financial stability is not always there because you can make something amazing and beautiful. It doesn't mean anybody's going to buy it, you know, like those kind of things, too. Like you have to be realistic about mm-hmm. it and have backup plans if you ever take this on as like yeah. a, a job and all that stuff.
0: The yeah. learning. It's a learning yeah. curve and. And, and some people are, some people make it look really easy. But if you've ever been in that road, you know, it. it's hard. It doesn't just yeah, come as natural as, yeah.
1: Behind, like, am I going to be able to pay my next payments for whatever? Yeah. Am I going to have this month's am rent? I, am I, you know? Am all I spending that?
0: enough time with my family? Mm-hmm. Am I doing any of these other things? Yeah, am you I going to have
1: a heart attack in 10 years because I'm sitting here constantly? Like, we're
0: on that sometimes, <laughs> Oh my you goodness. Know?
1: Like, I'm like, okay, I got to start moving because I'm not doing anything, you know? Like those kind of things because it consumes your life after a while. Especially for me, like I have the shop I go from the shop I go to teaching when I get home I'm wiped out sometimes I have to beat though Mm -hmm. so it's shop then I'm teaching like and when I say I'm teaching I'm teaching at night and then I go home Mm -hmm. say about 8 30 ish so at that time sometimes I have to beat right until the night that's my days that's the reality Mm -hmm. of like how I live you know so yeah sometimes I'm like Mm-hmm. like you you can burn out really quick doing mm-hmm. that you know and then where do i have time for my family where do i have time for i play softball or mm-hmm. do i have time for like my parents or anybody you know so yep. anyways and kind i of went on a tangent on that one but <laughs> we have more uh questions
0: so okay so that was the one question um and then there was another question is how long does it usually take you to do orders and do you put a time limit on they're going to this forever i think I think it it flow it ebbs and flows depending on one what the order is. I think two depending on um, where you just feel like, like like if you feel like you're in a rut or you've been beating a lot and this is just another one on the checklist, then it could feel like it's taking a hundred years. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely size uh, amount of bead work like that. that all factors in you know Mm -hmm. like to whatever also depends how is this your only order Mm -hmm. some people take multiples you know and for timeline yes like you have to set it well obviously if you have a date you got to get it done before then so um Mm Kind of like what you're doing. You're in crunch time right now. So there are times where, yes, like that's your whole life. It's just your focus kind of thing. Um, When I used to take grad orders, I used to take them months and months and months in advance. Mm -hmm. So they were due for June. I was starting in September the year before. Mm -hmm. You know, even earlier, sometimes in August, people have to start bringing me their stuff so that I can do it as I please. Mm -hmm. And that I'm not...
0: And then you finish when you finish. When I finish, yeah. But knowing the the timeline is this day. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because a lot of times for like, say, those grad orders, I was taking two to three at a time for Mm -hmm. full outfits. So I have to start them all way in advance. And also I like to circle around them. Mm -hmm. So when I get sick of one to be productive, I'll jump to the other one and Mm -hmm. then work on that one. When I get tired of that one, I jump to the other one. So to to kind of be able to cycle those, I need time. Like I need months to do that. So that even that, if I need a break from all of these, I can set them aside without guilt and then do something else in the meantime, you know. On top of it too, you also have to think if this is your only income. You want to get that stuff done. You need to get it done because if those things are sitting there, that's consuming all of your time. You don't have time now to do other things that would generally be bringing in money immediately. Because though unless unless. Like for me, that's how I work. I yeah. only take payment at the end. Yeah. Some people are different. Some will take uh, half in advance. Some will take full right mm-hmm. away. So it depends on that too, you know, like, I don't know. For me, it was, I take it at the end. So I'm like, I'm poor. <laughs> I'm working on these things and, and, unless I do something and else. And I think
0: that's what some people don't realize is that yeah, you make this beautiful stuff, but you're doing these things for like three months and you have no income. I yeah. think people don't realize that unless you're working part-time. And then it's that same struggle we were just talking about, about doing this and doing that and trying to figure everything in and make sure that life has a balance. And so that's one of the things people don't realize. And, and that's one of the reasons why I applied for this grant is because now, or this position as the artist in residence is because I've never had the opportunity. I've never taken the chance to just say, you know, what, I'm just going to try and do it. And let the wind take me where it does. Thankfully, there's a grant with this also, and I'm going to be able to do this and not have to worry about the financial part of it. And so that's one of the one of the reasons why I did it. But the second part of the question, I didn't write it down, but I just looked on Instagram is, have you ever had someone be really pushy on getting their order done? Yeah. I can't, I don't necessarily know if I've ever had somebody be pushy. I know I'm always given a timeline or I'm al- I always ask for a time frame like when does this have to be done. Yeah. And as long as I can get it done when they say then that's fine. I don't think ever anybody's actually ever said hey can you get that done sooner? And if they did, I'd say, sorry, because like
1: you gave me a date. Like yeah, and, why? yeah. And it's like
0: scheduled in, you know, yeah. like I've had things where I had to do wedding outfits and I took orders in between or had orders and I like was able to do it because I knew the timeline that I was working with. And so that worked for me. If they needed it earlier, I probably would say, yeah, I'll try my best to get it done because you know, if it's something as important as a wedding or a graduation, then for sure, you know, but yeah, no, I don't think I've had anybody really push it. I've had people be very upfront and honest in what they wanted and, And some people might consider that pushy. We've had conversations about that, (laughs) but that's just how some clients are. They just know what they want and that's okay. And that's, that's what I know is part of the deal and it's, and it's okay. (laughs) But some people don't like that, but nah well but that's hey, why they're my clients i guess because i'm on the I'm other okay end now
1: <laughs> when i ordered that painting from oh Bruce yes Bruce, that's right i was that and i've had that done to me before where it was like people coming back to me like well i don't know if i like that and and on it in full honesty i was like son of a bitch like should i get off the pot now you know like pick I'm, a color <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was annoying. And then I was the person because, yeah, but I, but then now I got it. I got it because if you're investing time, money, all of this into something, you do want it perfect in the way you want it. You yes. Know? Yeah. Um, in my case, though, there were changes, like yeah. I said, like, well, you know, the, yeah. the whole craziness of it. But I offered to pay him more for the inconvenience because yeah. I know what it's like to yeah. be an artist and have somebody keep adding or taking away or changing things. And, yeah. And I didn't want to be like the total monster client on that, you yeah. know, like, so I did offer him. To but then say you know like, what?
0: something that you don't like hanging, that you've paid yeah, for and that's exactly. hanging in your house.
1: Yeah. So, and it wasn't anything like, like the concept or that's all amazing. It was just colors. Like, yeah. it, and it was more my mistake. That's why I asked, like, yeah. I offered, you know, to pay more. Yeah. I was like, whatever your time that you already put into yeah. what you did, I will pay you for that, yeah. that kind of thing. So. You know those are things that you I, I get. I get both sides of it yeah. now mm-hmm. for me, that's what it was. I've had um pushy clients I guess in that sense more. I can't say with because everyone's always given me deadlines. so I yeah. can't say I have had people no in so here's another scenario where people have said like, there's no timeline
0: and then they give you one
1: well then they no they still don't say a timeline but then they keep asking where is it when is it being done and whatever
0: but but you said you didn't
1: need it yeah right away yeah which is like yeah yeah, so for me like don't tell me one thing because it's actually yes because in my mind it's on the back burner like until you write to say okay i need it for this date or until i'm sick of feeling guilty that it's still sitting there (laughs) (laughs) so you have to tell me like because Mm -hmm. otherwise it's not going to get done on a timely manner like that kind of thing so yeah like that's that's the reality of that one like because I have multiple things I have a million items that have to be done a lot of the times like some are for work some are for gifts some are for other things so a lot of times I don't you know like yeah yeah, I work better with a timeline because it really if people tell me, well, I, there's no timeline. Sometimes it does sit like on the back burner. But um, at some point, though, yeah, for me or for everybody, I guess, like you should even without the restriction, you should kind of put a, a timeline on your thing, which I'm working on now. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, to Say, OK, by this time, I want to get that off my conscience. Now, really, that's yeah. what it is for me. So, yeah, that's that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that was her that was their question and then i she also i don't know if it's a woman or i just made the mistake i don't know Mm -hmm. so they also asked if any other artists ran into animal rights activists (laughs) and they say i had some recent troll a lot of my hide tanning and fishing posts
1: to each their own and live and let live is my answer to that like it's hard. I understand what they stand for in protecting and things like that. Mm-hmm. But there is the other side to what we were talking about earlier. We do have traditional and cultural practices that we don't stop because it somebody else doesn't like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We do have our own beliefs about those things, too. People who follow those things traditionally, too, like. Like, say, you're hunting and Mm -hmm. things like that. I was always taught when you hunt, you burn tobacco, you put tobacco down for that animal that you are taking its life. Mm -hmm. Um, You give thanks, you don't waste. So when we're doing it, we're trying to do it in the most respectful way possible. Um, So, you know, it's a tricky, hard kind of thing. But like we do try to do it with the utmost respect for that animal. So, you know. Yeah, it and, may not be everybody's cup of tea, but. And
0: yeah. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, I know. I used. Deer hide, you know,
1: everybody does
0: everyone. I mean, whether it's, I mean, there's commercial, there's non-commercial, there's smoke, there's not smoke, all this stuff like, you know, like, and I think that's one of the things that I've, I, I tried to do is, well, I, I used, I mean, I'm not saying anything that I'm better than anybody else because I'm using deer hide or this stuff, or I'm not saying that, you know, like I'm all for whatever the activists say or whatever, I'm not reading into a dogma or anything like that To But I'm also just trying to live a good way. Like, you know, like. So, I don't know. It depends really. I mean, de- I don't know. It's it's a really interesting thing. I've never had anybody come for me, troll me. I I I'm not too on my face on my Facebook or anywhere or Instagram or anything like that and I don't know what I would do if I was put in that situation. I mean, my instinct was to say some very bad words when I read <laughs> that like, "Wow, well, who you know cares." And all this stuff and but yeah, like you said, like that's what they believe in and sometimes like rightfully so. Some people are doing horrible and horrendous things, but not everybody is that way. Yeah. And so you kind of have to see who really in research who you're trolling and what it is what it is that they're doing that is what are their
1: practices yeah that their, kind of stuff you know yeah because I'm not into that like to me it's that whole like cancel and,
0: culture and all that yeah, kind of jazz and, and
1: let live like piss off and leave me alone like unless you actually sit down with me and talk to me and like I'm out there shooting 20 deers for nothing and whatever then yeah I'm throwing the
0: hides on the, yeah. on the road or something like well, that other than
1: and that like shut the hell up and leave people alone like I don't like that when people push and preach and push their shit on everybody else. Like, that's not cool to me. I don't like it. I Like I said, I understand what they're there for, what mm-hmm. they fight for. And I do agree with a lot of that when it's warranted, when it's people that are doing, you know, like the labs and they're testing on animals. And like, I'm, Christ, I have like a zoo in my house. Like, I love animals. <laughs> we take care of them, all of mm-hmm. that. But yeah, do your research before you start like attacking people. Yeah. And yeah, I don't like that. My, my, anyways, that's yeah. my... That's my knee jerk reaction And I just scrolled the it.
0: person's page because I thought, let me check w- and see what they're doing. They're doing like real tanning highs. They're not, you know.
1: Yeah, which which and, is and, a, and we can a beautiful art
0: it. practice. You yes, know, like and
1: it's it's better for the environment because you're leaving less of a footprint where uh-huh. you're not putting toxins into the earth and into what you're using, yeah. kind of thing. But. Yeah, I get it like because they're hunting an animal. So
0: But people got to eat meat too, I like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't that's know. our Somebody's two cents. And us, don't so, forget <laughs> at the end of our podcast, you will say, you'll hear the thoughts are ideas that do not reflect this of the
1: <laughs> of the of the, the people of producing the, us. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so but yeah, that's our thoughts. If you have different thoughts, then have them. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um did you want to bring in the next question because I've been leading the questions? So,
1: yeah. Uh yeah, some of these ones are just like little ones so we could mm-hmm. do those Last one. So, and this was a funny question, so not funny, but I can relate. Never having the right shade when starting a new project, even when you have a million beads. Does this happen to anyone else?
0: Of course, I think it happens to everybody. I have oh, a it. bead store and <laughs> there's not a lot of, well, actually I sell beads with the help of Tagoreakwa Traditions in Kahnawake. And um. I still have a hard time doing it, finding the colors. Yeah. It just... I
1: have, and I am like a bead hoarder. So I have like multiple colors. I mean, I have like multiple shades of the same color. Yeah. Like I have a million greens at
0: my house. But you have to have, you have to have, yeah. you have to have variety. And I still Place go of to life. like
1: grab it. And I don't know if other people work this way, but like. And it's going to sound super hokey pokey, but I don't give a shit because that's really how it is. When I pick a color, I have a feeling. And if it's like I'm like, "Mm," if I grab it and I look at it and it don't give me it doesn't tickle my heart, (laughs) then I ain't going with it. It doesn't
0: bring you joy. Mary Kondo says, kick it out.
1: (laughs) But that's how it works. Like it's like a weird internal feeling. So when I pick it. If I don't feel that, it's not the right color. And half the damn time, I don't have the shade in my house. Then I got to go to the store or then I got to hit you up or then I got to put it all over Facebook. Does anyone have this shade? Like mm-hmm. it's a specific color. Yeah. So for me, I get it. Like we always joke too. it. People always come into the store and say like, I shouldn't be buying beads, but I need I like that, that one other shade. And I'm like, you always need more beads. Yeah. <laughs> you, always you always need, need more a different color. Sometimes it's the finish, it's the tone, sometimes the finish on it has multiple colors in the finish, like the iridescent, mm-hmm. you know, and even the iridescent has different, different iridescent. Colors. Sometimes yeah. it's
0: like more like a rainbow, sometimes it's just I mean, like a, Yeah, like sometimes a silver. it's just green sometimes and just, yeah. pink. just yank or
1: yeah. so yeah. I get it. I totally get it. Always buy beads. Always buy
0: beads. <laughs> Wherever you like to buy beads, there's many places to buy them. Yeah. Um Oh. Okay, what's the next question?
1: So this one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is a good one. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm like, I'm
1: probably go a little bit more into this one. Okay,
0: go for it. I'm ready. I'm prepped.
1: Production costs. So the person was asking me about a breakdown of um,
0: and it wasn't her
1: in in general. Like she has only she has heard this before. Um, She is a seamstress. So she understands production costs and what it costs to create an item and then to try to sell it. And people complain about the price. So that's what she said. Can you talk about that and clarify or or put that out there? Production costs. She wrote people questioning costs of items like why are moccasins so much? Like why are baby and adults like what are the, the price differences? Why are they that much and all of that? And then what are the breakdowns? Um, so when I was talking with her, I had wrote First of all, what's hard is that anybody can charge whatever they like. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one area. So everybody's prices can vary. Yeah. Um, and that's to each their own. Mm-hmm. Anybody can ask what they want for them. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, to me I just got heavy in my body because I'm just thinking, yeah. like I'm just thinking about like after you said that, and then I was like, Okay, what am I gonna say? Processing the question. What is it? I don't know. Do I even know? But go ahead, go about who's so like, when
1: I heard the question, and I know it wasn't coming from her, it's coming from like just In general, like probably a lot of people have had this a lot of the times when you go somewhere and people ask. People come in the
0: store and we talk about all the time. I mean, people like all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: why does it cost that much? Or like you get that that shitty reaction and all that. And you know
0: what is so crazy? I'm going to say (laughs) what I'm going to say is you probably have the wrong people buying your stuff. Yeah. I hate to say that, but that's the truth. Because you know what? Those people who want it will buy it. Yes. And you shouldn't be wasting your, you shouldn't have to waste your, and I get the opposite side of the question, which, or the opposite of what I'm going to say, and I'm going (laughs) to say it because I think it's important to, you shouldn't have to waste your time trying to defend what it is you put, whether it's hours or you've invested years in perfecting your craft, or even if you just picked it up last week and you think this is what it is, you don't necessarily have to put stock in what people think of what
1: your what your item cost is.
0: Now, if you're making them to sell, of course, you're going to take stock into what people say. Mm -hmm. But really, there's a market for everybody. If you want to charge $100 for your moccasins, one, I probably think... $100 Hundred dollars is way too low. You're undercharging yourself. So don't even start there. You got to start higher, even if you're a beginner, because even the materials you're going to use to produce those things, you got to buy a hide. It might be sixty dollars. I don't even know how much it is now, really. It must or a hundred, two hundred dollars.
1: No, and so here's the breakdown a little bit. Like a okay, quick, oh
0: you you did no, a breakdown, no, no, but okay. I'm just saying
1: like yeah. hide. So you want to talk about hides and things like that. So commercial processed hides still for a good hide. That has no tick marks because a lot of them come with tick marks or scratches, scrapes, all of those mm-hmm. things, and big enough to make moccasins is still running you between eighty to one hundred dollars or more, depending mm-hmm. how big it is, and that's the process stuff. Yeah. So now, if you go into the higher, more better quality things, where what we were talking about, smoked hide and all that, you're talking five, six, sometimes five to a thousand dollars for a really good large piece of hide, Mm -hmm. depending, you know, sometimes it varies, but that's where it can go. You know what I mean? So it's like right there, you're already spending that much money
0: on just the hide. Now, take into perspective, the people who are listening, you're not going to charge your first moccasin based on everything that it costs to produce, but you do have to take into account how many other pieces you're going to make from that hide and maybe like that kind of thing. Divide it kind of thing. Yeah. In the reality of this whole idea of production costs, I don't keep track of that kind of stuff. I really don't. I don't think I ever did. I kind of just went by what I saw other people charging in the beginning and then charged probably less because I wasn't as good as them, you know, and 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 that's how I did it. Really, I really did compare myself to other people. Like we started with those Sioux moccasins mm-hmm. that Yistel Merit um, taught us how to do. Probably the whole town took the class. And so... I sold a pair or maybe I sold two pairs, I think, and I char I asked her what she charged and I charged less because she was the expert and she had really quality work and it was a lot different than my little German thing, you know? (laughs) So that's how I gauged my first pair. And then I made another pair as a gift. And like, you know, and then I started to do the Iroquois style moccasin. And then I didn't, again, I gauged, I asked my friends and people were saying, this is how much I charge. And then as I got better and got better, I got better. I started charging more. And I'm going to be honest with everybody here. I've sold a pair of moccasins for $3,500. Okay, so now would I sell just any pair of moccasins for $3,500? No. (laughs) Have I sold another pair for $3,500? No. Will I this year? Probably not. Probably not even next year. You know, like it depends on on the market. Yeah. If they won ribbons. And when I say I sold, I sold them at a market at, at Santa Fe. And so, but I don't sell for less than $800. So that gives you an idea of where it is. So that's kind of how it looks. So, I mean, it depends on how many years experience, what kind of materials are you using? If you're using, like you said, like tanned hide or commercial hide, the beads, if you're using and hard to find beads, smaller beads takes longer time than big beads. So you got to take that into account. And then like and the cost, cost,
1: the cost, the beads are a lot, it's a lot, a lot yeah. for everything. So yeah, to me on top of it too, like, There was something that was said before it was like, yes, you're you're charging this price for the amount of hours that you worked on it. But and I know you can't. Well, you can. But it's kind of like it took me years to be able to get to this level Mm -hmm. of of construction. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm always learning. You're Mm -hmm. still always learning for me right now. I just up the price of my moccasins, which is excellent
0: because you were undercharging yourself. And
1: now the quality of them is a lot better because mm-hmm. now I am doing a lot the process is different. Um, I'm I've you tweaked your design. I've tweaked the design. I'm adding more, there's more mm-hmm. to the construction, not even the beadwork. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not changing, that's not what changed. The whole construction of the I'm structure sure. itself has changed. It is a lot more labor intensive. There is a lot more materials that are involved. Um, the time to do it is a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So I always look at it too like. When I give classes... I teach people how to make moccasins all the time. And I teach them basic. I, I don't teach all of my sorry people. No, no. I don't teach You all don't my teach secrets. your tricks. Why? No, and because, why would you? Yeah. Let somebody like, else
0: make, I mean, everyone. Yes. Sh- that's what one of the things people was talking about. Yeah, about share. the copyright is sharing and ter- sharing your gifts. Yes, for sure. If you have a night, if you know how to share. But it's also giving that person the opportunity to learn and make their own tricks and make their things yeah, better. And, that's exactly Instead like, of starting right from, from Margaret, stand ups 10 years of experience and getting everything. Yeah, it's a learning process. I was just
1: talking about this yesterday about how you know like years before it was like we had to struggle to learn kind of and it's not that I'm trying to make anyone else struggle, not struggle or, yeah. or suffer or anything in the, in their learning process I give you your basic tools I will help you along the way. But I also allow people to learn at their own pace. I also allow people to learn their own tricks, their own styles, Mm -hmm. figure out your own stuff. Because if I continue to teach people the way I do it, everybody's stuff is going to look exactly like mine, Mm -hmm. which I think I'm doing a disservice in some ways because everybody's stuff should look like their own. Mm -hmm. There should be an individuality to everybody's work. You know what I mean? So there's uh, some boundaries to that, like when I do teach. So, but when I do it, You know, people who have taken the classes for the first time are seeing how labor intensive it is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'll give one class and they're there, maybe I want to say six to eight hours and they get one done. Some don't even finish one side. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking two moccasins. I'm talking one side. That's just the leather part. That's with guidance. That's with somebody else's pattern. That's with minimal materials because I'm teaching you the basics. That's one day to get one side. And now when you want to go and do it yourself, you now have to learn how to do the, the, uh, mm-hmm. the patterns. You have to learn how to do the measurements. You have to, there's a lot of shit that's involved with making, especially like moccasins, for, mm-hmm. for example. Because I find that's probably one of the more labor intensive type of um, product, you mm-hmm. know, that we do. So, yeah, like there are a lot of factors into making moccasins. And sometimes, yes, you can do it by hours. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't. Some people are faster than the others. And sometimes yeah. you're going to shortchange yourself. You can kind of keep it in. in yeah. But and sometimes, that doesn't always factor in.
0: And sometimes you just just let things slide. Like a lot of times I'm just like, I'll just, here you go. You know, like this is what it will be. Whatever. It is what it is. And yeah. it's not, it's probably worth more than I'm selling it to you, but it doesn't matter. You know, like take it, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. you know.
1: Well, I kind of like, my back was up when I hear that. I've had customers come in and complain about prices. And, of course, I have to be professional and nice
0: about your stuff or about things you see in the store or like, in general
1: yeah. in general, like um like people who want to buy it, but I've had people try to barter with me, like where it's items in the store, but I'm like, that's
0: that's not even my stuff I'm making. Not, I can't give <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah, so to me, and it, it's like, like you're gonna go to like the Ugg store and say, "Hey,, uh, can I get those Uggs for this much money yeah, can instead I pay of that fifty
1: instead of one hundred? Like
0: like you're going into Chanel to get a Chanel bag, yeah, or. <laughs> M, what's, M, what's it? Michael, uh, Michael Kors, Kors yeah. and saying, you know, that bag is 500. I'll give you 350. Yeah. Really? Come on yeah. now. Like get off
1: it. Yeah. And it for a handmade thing. It bugs me. And to me, a lot of the times where it bugs me is when it's people who don't bead, I guess, or don't have an understanding for it but could place judgment on something Mm. or don't have the appreciation. That's when it bugs me because I'm like, before you come and complain about a price or about whatever, Mm -hmm. try doing it first, do it yourself and then see if you're going to be complaining about that price. Because once your hands are all beat up and you're tired and whatever, you know, then you might start having an appreciation for the actual work that's being put Mm -hmm. into it. So that's kind of what like gets my back up a little bit when it's, you know, and that's usually where it comes from, unfortunately. Like people who may not have an idea of like the gist of it all. Yeah. So but yeah. Right that was the um that was that.
0: I don't know if you would answer the question. Production. Well, it's keep up. them in mind. And yeah, just keep the production part in mind. And you charge what it is you think they're worth. And like we said before, if you find out that it's not selling and you need them to sell, then you lower your price. But don't start low. Don't lowball yourself in the beginning and also be realistic with your pricing. But yeah. make sure that you know that there's always room to increase your. I mean, like if there's always room to increase your your price. As you experience and do more things like that's the whole idea, right? Like, you know, like the same thing if you're in a regular job, in a regular job, in a job, the more uh, professional development you do or the longer years that you've been at the company, you get a raise. You do the same thing for yourself. Don't don't keep selling your stuff for the same price as you did in the two thousand you know, like it's 23 years ago, raised your price. So,
1: so yeah, that's like to really go down through a breakdown and all that. It's hard. Like you can do the breakdown, but like you said, like you're buying things in bulk. Like if I buy a bead, I do factor in that. Yes, I paid $15 for it, but yes, sometimes I'm putting a sprinkle on it. Yep, I'm still out that cost. $500, $600 for a hide. Yes. You'd still be out that cost. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to charge you like for the full hide because you're not getting the full hide, but. Some of that has to go into that cost. And then your time, your effort, your experience sometimes, like, and although... That that's hard too because everybody's in different places. No matter if they just started or if they've been beating for fifty years or whatever. Like everybody, everyone's work is different, you know. So and
0: I, and I think that's why it's really good to communicate with other people within that art form. And yeah. because there are some people who, like we said, I, I think it was the last podcast or two podcasts ago, people who just started are like excellent, awesome. and It took us a couple of years to even, or a, <laughs> maybe five years, to get to the, mm. the precision of somebody else who just started maybe two years ago that person shouldn't be selling as if they just started and you know, like it's a different cost. They should be selling, and that's where you have your communication with fellow artists. What is the quality The compare other things that are on the market and ask and be truthful. And most people will say, you know, like, don't undercharge yourself. You should charge this or you should charge that. And sometimes have people have a hard time asking for what it's worth. I think we are very honest with people who come in and say, you know what, you know, charge what you want. But you really should be charging this because your work is good. So, you know, I would never tell somebody to charge less. I always tell them to charge more and see where it is.
1: Alrighty, so we will move on. I feel like this is going to be a long one today. Yeah. I
0: don't have to have, have 25 more minutes.
1: Oh, my God. Well, I don't know. Keep going. We're going. We're going we're going, going. we're going. OK, so designing. Where do you get your inspiration just for the
0: design? As I put my hands up, the Mother Earth. No. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably Mother Earth, just because a lot of my stuff is floral. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say I have a specific thing, but I think colors, I guess. I mean, it was fun. It was interesting because I had a client one time and and. I laughed about it, but it really is true (laughs) as crazy as I laughed about it before, just because I was just like, oh, my God. She said, I want all the colors that are in that forest over there. And I was like, what? And you know what? She was right. And right in the sense that, you know what? Yeah. You can have all the colors that are in that forest on your piece in a varying different shades of gray and green and brown and all that stuff or even yellow. So like I laugh because I I was like, I went in my mind. I was like, what? Mm. She wants what that looks like out there. Like, really? (laughs) And and thankfully, I mean, I don't know if I pulled it off entirely to what extent she wanted. I guess she did because she liked her stuff. But now I see it in a different way. And so, yeah, that's one of the things I think it's like you're only limited to your own your own uh, well, birdcage kind of thing. And yeah.
1: So that's that's kind of where that question was kind of in the realm. So um, it's basically coming from like when you're stuck with when you do when you do you. Yes. And you are tired of you. Where do you go? Basically,
0: when I'm tired of you, where do I go? I don't go anywhere. Out. I don't go anywhere. But and that's,
1: that's <laughs> the question, like because I felt that before where it's like when you're like when you look at your stuff, like Say I'm looking yeah. at my stuff and I know that like you, I don't know if it's a rut or if it's just because that's what you do or like, that's how I do things all the time. Like the same flower or I do the same, like when you feel like you've outrun that now yes. where it's kind of like, oh, I want to do something different. And, but then it's that transition thing that it's when you're no man's land, because you're sick of the old shit that you've been doing all the time, constantly, and you're tired, you want yeah. to do but you don't know what to do, where to go, you know, like there you don't have a direction anymore so for me that's i guess kind of goes into that question too like where do you like where do you get the inspiration for new to to kind of
0: like I think, okay, so I just did this this morning, actually, I just realized is I was talking earlier about how I want to do a pair of moccasins and do and do that. And the last time I did a really kick ass pair of moccasins, I did it on black velveteen. I always do black velveteen because I love it. It's a classic. That's what that is my go to standard black and white. I like that kind of stuff. So I was like, I can't do black again. Come on, Leaf. like just pick something else. Because if I do black, it's going to run in the exact same tones as the last pair because that's where I live. Yeah. So I picked a different kind of velvet. So I think a lot of times and even these little pair of baby moccasins, I'm doing this newest pair is it has a green bias. I picked the green bias because I don't do green bias. And so that's where the challenge comes in. When I feel like I'm in a rut, I pick something that is completely out of my, and it could be either velvet. It could be some of the beads I choose. Like I even did, I'm making a pin that looks like Barbie pink on the back. Before I even knew Barbie movie was coming out, I had started this. And so it was just the pink that added a little different flair. So I picked that. So it's, I think that's where I find inspiration is picking something that's really out of my comfort zone. Comfort zone. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs> Um design did I answer
1: that question? I don't know. I, I don't think you did. Thing. No, I didn't. So for the designing part, like the drawing and oh, all the of drawing. That, the drawing of it all is
0: I need to make new flowers. Yeah. That's a part of it too. Well, you know what? And I like honestly, my leaves. I don't know. I gotta change up. Oh, there was no okay. Never mind. Sorry. I, There's something I want to do.
1: I bought all uh Jessica's flowers. Oh, so, yes. shout out to Nisia's accessories. She had accessories. accessories. Next. Oh, whatever. <laughs> accessories. <laughs> what did I say? Accessories. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Making up new words. Uh, <laughs> i'm english i'm english <laughs> oh my, <laughs> oh my god. god here we are sorry about whoever is is it <laughs> we're gonna oh listening from johanna or or that kind of descendant but anyway don't cancel
1: us okay. <laughs> so i love her flowers that sometimes i love some of them sometimes i don't like like they're not my deal Yep. um but they're inspiring because it's different it's mm-hmm. no like okay what the hell am i gonna do with this now like So I like the challenge of trying it because the shapes are not all the same. Um, So I do enjoy that. Like they're not the typical. Some like the tops are a little bit different. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, how the hell am I beating this? Because it's not my norm. Mm -hmm. You have to do a different thing or you have to add something, whatever. So um, lately I've been doing that, enjoying some of that. I recently just started redrawing a few flowers like Mm -hmm. and changing just the layout of it a little bit and Just that sometimes sparks like oh okay I could do this or whatever Mm -hmm. I find the flowers yes are always like great grand wonderful what I get stuck on sometimes what I tend to I think that's where this question was going into too is when I'm doing my greenery when I'm doing the leaves or the vines or the pillars that I always end up doing I feel like I'm doing the same thing you know what is so crazy is we all
0: do the same leaves yeah Um, and yeah I was just thinking about that too and I said oh I got an idea I got an idea. It's on something I did already, but I'm like, you know what? Why don't I keep doing that? Why don't I just did it for one thing? So do it again. Yeah, I'm gonna do it again.
1: So yeah. So that that's like,
0: I know I got to change my lead. Maybe that's maybe yeah.
1: anyway. and it's not even sometimes the way we're doing it. It's the out the the layout of it all like like the person who was asking said that a lot of the time she does her things a certain way or so, like it cascades out a certain way. Yeah, it all comes out of the flower or it goes a certain direction or, the, you know, and I think feeling like I've done this so many times, like I don't want to do this anymore, but you just kind of tend to go back to that thing. So I do that all the damn time. And I feel like, Like I said, a lot of times I like shit really busy, but then I look Mm -hmm. at it and I'm like, I overdid it now, like, and I can't take it back or, you know, so for me, it's the layout sometimes. It's just like, oh, where the hell do I have this branch coming out now? Do I come out of the flower again like I always do or do I come somewhere else? And like, I don't know, you know,
0: I'm working on this pair of baby moccasins and it's a small pair. And I did leaves and coming out of nothing, coming out of the side of the bias. Like I didn't even do a rope stitch. There is leaves all over the bias on the ribbon part where it would be. And so it's totally different than I would normally do because usually I do my rope stitch. Sometimes yeah. I don't often do bias or ribbon because I don't really kind of, I don't tend to like that really, but I was like, you know, I'm going to do it. So I did one pair and now I'm starting this, this blue pair. And so like what you're saying, like it doesn't come out of the flower It maybe it does, but it's just sprayed everywhere. And cause that's really kind of how it is, is when you look at nature, yeah, you know, it's all coming from someplace, but if you took a real close look, all you would see is branches and leaves and twiggles and whatever twiggles, yeah. <laughs> twirls and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So yeah, you can do whatever. Yeah. Let's be more whimsical. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I'm very. St- I think I don't know. If people would think I'm structured. Maybe I'm structured. I don't know. Would people think I'm structured? I don't know. Are you You'd structured? Have to look at them. I, I don't know. know. I, I try to be more whimsical
1: in that sense, but I, then I just feel like there's only so much whimsy you can goddamn do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, the same thing over and over. So
0: so it's a mess. Whimsical yeah. mess.
1: So all right. So that was that. Um Next question. This one's. Not really load it, but I guess okay. So the idea that size 11s are only for beginners—that's
0: false. Yes.
1: Okay. So me too. I was like, who the hell saying that? Like,
0: I don't know who it's. I I I know a long time ago when we would give classes or I would take classes before people got into size 15 mm-hmm. because there weren't a lot of size 15 and because size 11 was readily available, people would say buy size 11 just because. In the beginning, when people started teaching, I mean, and not started teaching, but in the last 20 years, the resurgence of more classes have started. And I think in the beginning, because people were brand new, teachers were brand new as well, maybe had just started teaching other people. And because time was limited, it would be easier to teach the techniques using larger beads. Now, that doesn't mean, though, that large beads are for new beginners. You can use any size you want. It's just a lot easier to see results quicker with size 11. And they're more forgiving. And they really don't cost as much as size 15. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Somebody
1: had said that, made that comment too. The post? On the post too about uh, right under this question that um you know when you take into consideration tuscarora beadwork is mostly in size 11s yeah and that shit is beautiful yes and it's and it has so nothing to do intricate. with the size yeah so yeah and and, and they, these are yeah. beaters from like forever so yeah no to me that's not a that's that's not a thing it should not be a thing one
0: doesn't equate the other at all
1: no and that's what i i had written back on the thing to say like I, I don't know. Like, to me, like, beat size does not determine, like, somebody's status of no. where they are at beating, like, because no.
0: everybody uses. Whatever they like, like, and whatever they can get access to, yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. Like I use eleven sometimes. Like it's preference. It's it's your preference of what you're comfortable yeah. with, what you like, and whatever. So
0: don't dog on those who are using eleven, and don't dog on those who are using anything else.
1: Yeah, like I don't know. I didn't know that was a thing. So
0: yeah, I didn't know either. It's not
1: a thing. It should not be a thing. So <laughs> that's my stance on that. Okay. Oh, this one was uh, interesting. So what's the most expensive type of bead you can buy? So we'll answer that. There's a few questions to that that go. So we'll do mm-hmm. that one quick. So what's the most expensive bead you can buy? Gold beads.
0: That or platinum or one of those kind of, any kind of precious metal would be for sure. Or, I okay, so um, a couple of years ago, I don't know. I must have had, I must have come from a show or something. I bought a strand of beads that was $800. Oh. <laughs>
1: Oh my God, what the? Well, wait, okay. Hang on. that That's the questions here. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, answering okay. that question, what's so, the like most expensive? Precious type metals of
0: or precious stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Or sometimes, like, even the, um, where they're almost like handcrafted, handmade yeah. type of thing, you're going to pay a lot more for yeah. them. Okay, what was the most you have ever spent on a tube or a hank of beads? So we know Leith dropped $800.
0: 800, I think it was $800 or $500, $800. They were $800 and I think about them for $300. (laughs) Now.
1: A hank or a tube?
0: No, it was a strand of beads. I think you showed them. I showed you them. They're big, humongous and there are fossils inside of them yeah
1: but like there's
0: can stone. you see the damn fossil yes okay. you can see the stone there's stone beads i can't remember what it is exactly it's some kind of fossil i have it in the bag i went to a store in montreal a bead store and i bought a lot of expensive beads just because i was looking for something to up my game and i wanted to make a purse handle or whatever but i saw this bead and it was a very large bead, like almost as big as i want to say maybe a dime if not bigger maybe five cents five cents and i i touched it and it was like the kind of feeling you said you had about the beads like, like it oh. was no. and i kept going back and then i would look at other things and i would kept coming back to this freaking strand of beads and maybe I had just paid off my credit card. Maybe that's what it was because I had money and I was just like, you know what? I'm buying it and I bought it and then I bought <laughs> another. Do use them? No, they're at my shop, so hopefully I'm going to use them sometime. Yeah. They're beautiful. I mean, I just, I don't know if they would like, if anyone would like them, but I really like them and I'm, I'm one of those people who I buy stuff like that because I like it, not necessarily because I have intention for like so a I'll specific, no, or, uh... well, I'm going to be charging. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no intention to what's going to be made with them. I just buy stuff. I just buy stuff and pick things that I like when it comes to beads, but that's the most expensive thing. How about you? What's the most expensive one? 24 karat gold? Yeah. Grant
1: Jonathan. Grant Jonathan. Thank you very much. $20 or something like that? (laughs) No, they were 50. So I bought that. Uh, It was a hank. Was it a hank? No, it was a small tube I bought. It was like one of those mini tubes, 24 karat gold, plated it Mm -hmm. beads and they were fifty five or fifty eight dollars. I just Canadian. Canadian, yeah. They would have been, I forget, thirty
0: two or thirty-two dollars.
1: So that was the most expensive um just for the tube. Like just for that. And like I said, it was the
0: it was a mini. It wasn't even
1: a half. It was a mini. (laughs) It's a mini tube. It was a mini, but they're gold. So I get it. Um so the next question now was what is the most you've ever spent in total on a bead like on beads like when you're shopping
0: okay so i have a bead store and i spent over like three thousand dollars but my personal personal personal, because yeah so that shopping trip when i went to you know what i think when i went on that shopping trip to that store maybe my whole purchase was eight hundred dollars but maybe that one, yeah, I think that, yeah, at least at least six hundred dollars, at least six hundred dollars, I think is my largest personal.
1: Yeah, I think I was up to about close to four on one of mine where it was like just buying, yeah, random beads, like just random shit that I like. Regret
0: eat. stuff like no, no, no oh, okay, I don't regret. I don't regret ever no. buying beads.
1: Me neither. No, but I was just buying I regret random not buying stuff. the ones I yeah. want. Yeah, no, just buying like uh, just stocking up, like yeah. when I shop. I buy doubles of everything. Oh yes. That is so a good
0: idea. Most buy, people don't know that. They they yeah. should. Yeah.
1: So I buy doubles. So that runs you pretty high sometimes. So that's that. So I have one more question. This one was um actually two more, but okay. they're funny and fast. So all right. Um Okay. So what is our take on comical medallions, for example, like the ones that were on Res Dogs. So there was one where it was a mic yeah. in the shape of a pinot. Okay. <laughs> and it's clear that that's the shape yeah. of what it what looks, it looks like, like, but it's a mic. Yeah. And then the other one was a pickle. So what's my take on it? Would you? Wouldn't you? So I'm going to say, would you? We'll we'll answer the questions. Would you wear one first? Okay. And then would you make one and then or wouldn't would you not wear it or would you wear it kind of thing? So,
0: <laughs> um God, I don't even know. I never even <laughs> thought
1: about that. Well, my answer to it, I like, I, I guess to it depends laugh,
0: on like, where I was wearing it or what, what, it, what, I what it, what it was for. Like, if I, I don't normally something... have, I don't normally buy things like that. Yeah. In terms of that, like, raunchy humor, I guess. I, is it yeah. raunchy humor? I don't even know if it's raunchy humor, but I don't know. Passive aggressive raunchy humor. Maybe that's what it is. It's not, not really it out there. I think it was like
1: a big old pinot, then maybe it's a little bit more, this is like more subtle. But do
0: people even know, it, know, know what pinot means? It's a penis your penis no (laughs) I yeah so if it was I guess I don't know it depends on where the car was wearing it I (laughs) guess but I wouldn't be wearing a penis on my necklace because that's just not what I would be wearing well on my shirt
1: I'm all for (laughs) it I'm not going to be rolling up to ceremony wearing something like that like but if I was at a powwow or if you're at somewhere where it's like you want to expose like I don't know (laughs) And I'm not saying that I'm rolling around, rolling up anywhere, wearing a pinot on my neck.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I would wear probably a pickle, maybe not a penis. (laughs) Yeah. So in comical
1: sense, I do have some limits. Like I'm not
0: Like, I think it's just like fashion. Like, I think that's, I think it's something when I think it would be different if you were wearing something that was a ceremonial item that you made into a comical thing. Like, I don't know, like if it had the integrity of being something that was, I don't even want to say ceremonial because anything could be ceremonial these days, but anything that I don't know, it's. I just don't think that uh, there's a
1: time and a place, time
0: and a place for everything. (laughs) And if that's what you want to make and you have a client that wants that and you're comfortable making it. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I mean, it is a, those are kind of items that are personalized, specific, but not like not flash, not in your face. It's very, um, oh, what's the word shaking her hands right now. I'm like, like like, talking like conversational pieces and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a statement, a statement piece. Yes. So if you're making that, and sell for somebody and you can be sure that that piece is gonna get conversation and if you are a upcoming artist or who want to get a name and you find the right client that would be a good one so anybody yeah. who wants to make those kind of things and gets them to the right people you got yourself probably a niche because some people don't do that kind of stuff so but yeah but I, I thought you were gonna say like doing spongebob or something on a medallion because people no, do like that kind more of stuff like-
1: that kind of thing where it was like just odd but yeah
0: people do those team medallions and nobody cares it's the same thing yeah people really maybe I don't know I wonder if somebody put a vagina on there maybe uh, they do
1: yeah I've seen there were beat it
0: what the hell was it though
1: was it it wasn't a medallion I have seen them was it earrings I have seen them beat it. No, I think it was a because if you're a
0: team of whatever and you want to wear like I proudly support this, then pff, by all means, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean, so, like whatever.
1: What no, it was, uh, I want to I don't know if I should call her. Oh,
0: maybe not. Yeah. Just to keep it. Yeah, quiet. but
1: there, there There's an artist yeah. that's on Instagram who has made beat it vajjies like. And in multiple different colors. And it was like a... Like a series of like yeah, artists. It films. was. And I don't know if it was about awareness. I don't think so. I think it was just like... That was her... That's where she was at the time. Yeah. So she was making them in different... Because um, everyone is
0: different, they say. Yeah.
1: So that's, that's the <laughs> way she was doing it. So, so yeah. Like... Everyone's got their own thing, yeah. like, and I'm not against it. Whatever, wear whatever the hell you want. Would I make it? Uh, Yeah, if, like, somebody... I don't
0: really or, like the color pink, really, though. So I don't know if I would.
1: <laughs> there were brown ones, so...
0: <laughs> There's
1: all well, different like, you <laughs> can choose a different color. <laughs> so, but I am not against it. Like, to each their own, like, if, you know... Yeah, beating challenge, that'd be a good one. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not against the crazy beer or whatever the hell you want. You want a big giant pinon? Go right ahead. Like I don't care if you're gonna wear it. You're comfortable with it. That's your thing. Like
0: I don't care. You should make little pins. That'd be cute. Okay. Yeah, anyway, little, little the pins would that'd be cute. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, all right. The last question. What's oh, yeah, the question. that was a funny one. So. <laughs>
1: All right. Last one. This one came in last minute. It was um, materials to bead on pros and cons. So the I, like the uh, examples were like Velveteen versus Crush Velveteen, Velvet versus Crush Velvet, and Commercial Leather versus Real Leather.
0: It's so funny because the piece I took out was kind of like a crushed. It was like, it's not really crushed, but it kind of looks crushed.
1: Wait, is the crushed like that one that looks like...
0: I think so. Maybe crazy? it's not. Maybe I don't have a Crush Velvet one, but it's... It's not a cotton. Like I use cotton and I use, I don't even know what, I use cotton, I use silk. Oh, wait, sorry. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cotton so, velvet
0: or velveteen. I don't know. People say velveteen is cotton. Some people say velvet is cotton. I don't know. I, I just. I read
1: the first one wrong too, though. So there mm-hmm. is one velvet versus, versus crushed velvet. The first one, the velveteen though, was versus couch velveteen because there is. Yes. The,
0: uh-huh. the, I've used it before. Yeah. The yeah.
1: plushier. So. The pros and cons, velveteen, I don't know. For me, I use whatever, I don't care, but there are challenges to them. So when we do get, there's some that are those, I like the plushier ones. I like the thick, like the whatever, but. Some of them are hard as hell to fold over. over. They're thick. They're thick.
0: That's like kind of what happens when you do couch material. Yes.
1: And then they also have like a finish on the back. If you see velveteen that has a shine on the back and it almost feels slippery, they're harder to glue. So those ones sometimes end up needing like, you end up having to tack them down with your rope stitch. Yeah. Or they have to be adhered to like almost more of a paperback, then you're using almost like a cardboard or I just had that in one of my classes where we were using Pellin as our stabilizer. And that's what she had, like a thicker, plushier thing. When she went to fold it over, it didn't work on the Helen. So what we ended up having to do was we put all of her she did all of the work and when she was done she folded it over onto the Oh yeah, and yeah. And it worked okay. it worked better. Um it adhered more to the the paper than it did whatever. So it, sometimes it it it'll only adhere to like the um like a different finish or yeah. whatever material in the back. So that's the difference with the velveteen and the the, the couch velveteen the plushier okay. or whatever. I personally like both. Just,
0: I think the more difficult comes in when if you're ever sewing with either the velvet oh, or velveteen and I- one of them is slippery and some people don't like some seamstresses will say I'm not going to do that I'm not going to use that I- it's better it's easier if you're doing like small little things maybe or mm-hmm. if you have more experience and I guess so that's that's it um, in terms of uh, smoked hide and commercial hide one is thinner than the other. One has worked in a different way that releases the fibers or breaks up the fibers to make it easier to use your needle with. Commercial hide sometimes um, is thicker and doesn't have that same property. You also get that really shiny with the commercial, yeah. like almost like, yeah.
1: Like leather. Well, And even that there's grades to the the. They'll process. say it's a
0: suede side versus the other side, like the leather side yeah. kind of thing. We're smoked. It, the one thing was smoked and I think with commercial too, but more was smoked is Because depending on how your hide is in the smoker and hanging, it will not necessarily always be the same color Mm, all the way, have, through, all the way yeah. through, so you have to be okay with that too. Yeah, obviously there's a smell with the smoke tied, but that's what that's what you're that's what you your want. That's you yeah. buying. So yeah, so it's a more labor intensive process for the artist who's doing this tanning, the hand tanning. So there's that, but um, but it's it's really like your preference, you know. Like, and I think it kind of goes in into a question that I had also, and and I'm gonna bring it up now just because I think it's important, and they've asked it twice now, and I I, I missed it the first time. Is the importance of correctly sized mock Ferguson pattern so that everything is balanced out between the vamp size, the ankle cuff, footing, or opening size. And I read that and I thought, yeah, but maybe that's somebody's style. Maybe that's what they choose. Maybe they like the look of a larger vamp or maybe they like the look of an oversized cuff or maybe they like however it is. And and I think it's, in terms of that, it's it's really hard to say what is, I don't want to say right or wrong, but like what is better the than the other, the, the prefer. It. It's yeah. all about preference. And yes, people should, people should do what they want. Want.
1: Yeah, that's really what but I want to say. In, is like in some ways though. So but, I have like but you want your, but you that. want
0: your person to be able to put their foot in for sure, and yeah. you want it to look well. And sometimes it's well, too big. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, because definitely I've had I've well we've all have like if you've processed and and gone through the process of changing um your patterns, then you know the ins and outs of those kind of things. Yeah. So you know when you look at your moccasin and it flops out on the outer ends, yeah, then you know portions are not yeah. right. So for, you know, those kind of things like you you learn that as you go and as you practice and whatever, And hopefully
0: somebody will let you know, you yeah. know. Like, and
1: that's, that's the point I was getting to is okay. that sometimes people don't know that either because they're still in that development stage. And they might like, have
0: learned from somebody else and that's how they did yeah. it. And they liked how they did it. And then, you yeah, know, they and, don't want how to change it or something. I don't yeah, know. yeah
1: And you may, that may be your style. That may be, so the, like, so going into that a little bit more, what you were saying about like how it is personal style for me, I had just wrote something not too long ago about okay. it, but when you look at people's moccasins. And and it's still like what I'm saying right now, I'm telling you all right now, this is not the holy gospel. It is preference. It is your own choice, how you like things. For me personally, it has taken me a long time to learn how to do puckers the way I like them to look. Yep. So now I have changed the way I do my layout. I have changed my, uh, the vamp, the vamp pattern, the sizing, mm-hmm. all of that stuff. I have changed it because I have worked so damn hard, learning from all kinds of different people, practicing, tearing apart like patterns constantly, doing them up and then not liking it, tearing it apart. It's a lot of work. I have put all that effort and time into my damn puckers Mm -hmm. and I want to see them. So when I put my vamp on it, I don't want my vamp covering all that hard work. Is that how
0: your vamp used to look?
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, a little bit. Not,
0: not totally. But
1: sometimes you do see some moccasins that the vamp covers the whole. You don't see it. So that's what I, I had posted about not too long ago saying like
0: if. On you, Instagram, right? Is that where it was? Yeah. Okay. I think I, think I, think I saw
1: it. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I had said. Like if you work so hard to get those puckers just right, because anyone who does a moccasin knows how hard it is to get puckers nice the way you like them or to to have them even or to have them visible or whatever then why would you put something and like have it covered like Mm -hmm. where you can't see it you know what i mean so it's like that's that's what i had the point i was getting to so um unless that's your preference maybe some people don't care like that's that's what you like like you like to see more of the beadwork you're not focused on the puckers or whatever so some of the vamps sit over and you don't see the toe you can't even see the leather anymore so oh really okay cover everything Mm. so that's what I've also seen and for me I like to see the puckers
0: yeah so like I probably wouldn't think that was aesthetically pleasing just how you're saying it yeah it wouldn't matter to me what the beadwork was I think if it would not be something that I would gravitate to so I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. but, but I, and, and, I think, and which also means I probably wouldn't buy it. So that's one thing you got to think mm-hmm. about, too. Like, you know, if you're making things to sell as your audience. And
1: I think that's where it goes into proportion is is that because But like you said, like what's right or wrong? Like yeah. really, mm-hmm. there is no yeah. it's it's by your own standard. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like for me personally, my my preference is to see the puckers to some extent.
0: And my standard isn't even the standard that I would make myself like the way I like the the one moccasin I like, I didn't even make the pattern and I didn't, and I will never make it for anybody but myself because that's, I feel like it's not mine, mm-hmm. but that's the one I like the best. And I'm yeah. like, and it's <laughs> I love it. And I'm glad that I have a pair that I like. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, I invest my time in that, like I invested my time to make myself a pair of moccasins and if that person sold and I wanted to buy them, I'd probably buy them from that person, but I don't have to now Cause now I know how to make them. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what happens. Like, you know, when you go to power or somebody, you're like, I could do that. Yeah. And I actually have, and I, and then I appreciate it. Now, would I go and sell a pair of moccasins based on that pattern? No, never, because that's not mine. I don't think, but I have my own style that I bead And I make my moccasins in a certain way, a variety of ways, actually. And I don't mind that, but I prefer this for myself, but Mm -hmm. not necessarily for the world. So, yeah. So it just depends. It's all preference. And that was it. That was a to each his own podcast. A lot of uh, wonderful things. And hopefully we will probably reflect maybe on the copyright thing. I'll, I'll just say the resounding answers to the question about copywriting was absolutely not it doesn't belong to one person. It belongs oh, yeah. to everybody. Okay, that's, yeah, I, and, I didn't remember what we were talking um, about sharing were necessarily and the idea of me and mine didn't come from us because we were more of a us, ours and we kind of people so that's what people said and some people just said it was wrong and yeah and if we d- and this is what somebody said and I'll leave it with that if we don't share what we know all our teachings will perish okay bye yeah no. <laughs> we're for listening everybody share what you got and look out uh, everyone in southwestern Ontario I will be having a small group teaching at at the University of Western Ontario, beadwork, I will be asking people to submit applications for four spots for a beadwork project that I'm doing that will be um, happening maybe uh, at the end of the fall, maybe the beginning of winter. So everyone in Southwestern Ontario, near the University of Western Ontario, look out for that. Uh, I'll probably be doing social media, maybe advertising in the school, but I will not be handpicking and running through every community to ask people if they want to join. So if you want, you just (laughs) stay tuned to the Instagram of Leaf Makiwa for that opportunity. Okay. See you later. <laughs> Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. The views and opinions of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of Wise and its employees.